Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. With a delirious joy, they've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning knowledge. Indeed, I'm your host, the one, the only Mark Gunger. Joining me, as always, the very lovely and charming Diane Briarly and the amazing Philip James Gunger, also known as the Bearded Wonder. <laughs> Hello. So, are you saying that I could touch that beard or I couldn't touch it? You, I, it will be tough for you to resist. Oh, I would like, I just want to touch <laughs> Yeah. It. Feels it's like a cute dog. Mm-hmm. Phil's working the, on the Al-Qaeda look. Mm-hmm. Engineering the show is always the very talented but eerily creepy <laughs> Timothy Robert Ray. Pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensively boring program. This is a show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K, at markgunger.com. Here's how the show works. You can send us an email about anything and remain totally anonymous. In the safety of that anonymity, we are brutally honest. This is the show of brutal honesty. While every other show in the world is overwhelmingly concerned about how you feel, we don't care 10 cents about how you feel feel. That's the premise of the show. If we like what you have to say, we will celebrate your thoughts. If not, we will castigate you. Three versions of castigation on the show. If we think you need to be awakened out of your delusions, we'll stick your head in the toilet and give you a swirly. Hopefully the water spinning around your head will awaken you out of your delusions. If we think you're just crazy, we'll give you the go button. And if you blather on with too much unnecessary, unrelated details, you will get... The chicken. You get all three. You're officially out of your ever-loving mind. I look like an insurance salesman today. You do. You know, I, I thought I'm going to wear a tie. It looks I good. Like, really? I look like a dork. I look at that and just said, that is a dorky man. You think that looks dorky? I do. You guys look hip. You relax. Cool. And I look like, now let me explain to you why whole life is different than <laughs> term life. <laughs> I think it looks good. I look like a dork. All right. What do you got? Okay. You know how we get emails, people complaining about the wife nagging and all of this? Well, a guy from our very own... Wives nagging? I've never heard of such a thing. (laughs) From our very own home state here came up with a solution, which I do not recommend to anybody. The home state of Wisconsin. It was not my hometown. No, not my hometown. I know. You sure? I'm positive. Police said the Wisconsin man, it was actually from Oak Creek, is now facing charges after allegedly killing, killing his wife of 56 allegedly. years. Allegedly. Allegedly killing. Killing. 56 years Is she not dead? Is she allegedly dead? Or is she actually no, dead? No, she's actually dead. Actually dead. Not allegedly dead, but But you dead. know, until he's proven guilty, they have to allege. Allege. Okay. Yes. He kills her, but he's alleged. Because okay. after 56 years, she was nagging him. <laughs> 76-year-old He's 76 dude. years old. He couldn't take yes. it anymore. Shot, allegedly shot and killed his wife 
and then attempted to kill himself. He told the officers that his wife had been nagging him for about three weeks, and he just had had enough. So the report says... And this is You can't just leave? Yeah. <laughs> you got to shoot somebody? You can't just tell her, be quiet? You know, I don't know. But anyway, he says that she was nagging him and calling him names because he could no longer show her a good time. Now, she's got to be pretty how, up how, there in her years, too. <laughs> I don't know what she was asking for. How good of a time were they hoping for? for? I don't 76. know. 76. You don't show me good time anymore. And oh, yeah, shut up. Him. I'll shoot she, you in the head. She also complained about needing neighbors to help her with work around I need the to house. show this to my wife. Give because, her a good warning. Well, don't be irritating me, woman. I'm from Wisconsin. That's how we take care of business. She's complaining he wasn't doing things around the house, too. I think you better be careful. I think you better watch your stepman. <laughs> no, no, she has to be careful because we're saying that. He offed her. He said he loved his wife, but he just couldn't take it anymore, and he lost it. He lost it, Phil. He lost it. I love you. I love you. Apparently, you can take it for about 56 years, and that's the breaking point. I love you, but I had to shoot you. Yep. So he went to the bedroom, loaded his gun. He told his wife. Oh, he loaded the gun. Loaded the gun. So it wasn't the last split second. No, he had. Okay. Apparently, he had to load it. Told his wife, who was legally blind, that he had a gun, but she said she didn't believe him. Oh, my gosh. So he told I got his, a gun. I don't believe you. Uh, I got a gun. I don't believe you. Well, I'll show you. Bam! He told her to shut up, but she kept yelling at him, and then he shot her. He should have shot, like, into the ceiling or something. something but he shot her. He lost it. He says he lost it. All right. Then he tried to shoot himself, only grazed his head. So, you know, he didn't pull that one If you don't hit it, just right, it'll bounce off your skull. Yeah, yeah, so I think it just grazed his head sideways or whatever. And now he's facing first-degree murder and the use of a dangerous weapon and could face life in prison. Which will be a pretty short... Yeah, it's 76. I would think he wouldn't make it too long for life. Wow. Well, there's a lesson. If you live in our state of Wisconsin, don't tick us off. (laughs) Don't be an egg. Don't don't be nagging. Or you could try showing your wife a good time and help out around the house. (laughs) Then she'll quit nagging you. That that is the alternative. (laughs) But we don't really want to go there. We would, you know, Wisconsin, we take life seriously here. You do know the state national song, right? In heaven, there is no beer. Whee! That's why we drink it here. It's the polka capital. And when we're gone from here, all our friends will be drinking all our beer. That's the uh, Wisconsin. It is one of the highest oh, yeah. per capita drinking states, Wisconsin, yeah. you know. You know, I love the lyrics of the second verse. Have you heard the lyrics of the second verse? La, 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 la. I can remember those. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. That's hard to do. To la. Yeah. Actually, what happens if you get a writer's block? You just go with the la. Go with la la la. And somehow it always works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only way to get everybody to sing along. Everybody heard. sing. La 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 la. Yeah, we got it now. So uh, anyway, that's too bad. Certainly sad for her. Mm-hmm. You know, his life, what's left of it, is not going to be very nice. But seriously, people have got to find another way to deal with stress. Right? <laughs> little tightly wound. But for little, three weeks. A little tightly wound in the head. Apparently it wasn't the 56 years that got him. It, it was, was the last weeks. three weeks. I got a gun. I don't believe. What's another thing? If you're blind and someone says I got a gun. Believe them. Don't say, I don't believe you. Because you don't want to push that. Yeah. So, anyway, sad. Very sad. Wow.
Well, she he doesn't show her a good time. He can't show her anything. She's blind. <laughs> Right? That's, all right, that's mean. That's right. terrible. That is terrible. I can't show you anything. Woman, you can't see a thing. How am I supposed to show you something? Anyway, all right. We'll take a break. We'll be back with your emails right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com, and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. This is the Mark Gunger Show. Talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Mark Gunger along with Diane Barley and Philip James Gunger, the bearded wonder. What do you got there, sunshine? First email, she says, I hear women sending you emails all the time stating their husbands won't have sex with them, which in and of itself is very ridiculous. (laughs) So apparently she doesn't have that problem. She's just it's not like, ridiculous if you got the problem, I'll tell you that. I know, that's true. I've always heard if your husband isn't having sex with you, he's getting it somewhere else. But I've never heard you say that. So what are your thoughts on that theory? Well, because it's not always true. Um, he might be getting it somewhere else. A lot of guys today are not interested in their wives, mainly because of the uh, onslaught of porn that we have. In a sense, he's getting it somewhere else by... You know, doing it himself. But there's a lot of guys that just have very low testosterone levels. Low testosterone. Low, low, T. low T is a big problem. Uh, there's other guys that are perfectly healthy, and they're just really all not that interested. Maybe once a month, twice a month, max. And then others, they got health problems. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I, I think... Depression, medications, depression, different things oh, yeah. that they're on. Yep. I have a theory that's... a you don't ever hear anybody talk about, but I, I theorize, I've heard this before, that one of the problems with our abstinence message and in, telling people to be abstinent, but at the same time tell them to wait as long as possible, like that stupid Relevant Magazine mm-hmm. article that we saw the other day, it has very negative effects. It either causes people to become sexually impure, become addicted to porn, or the third one, which is what you don't ever hear much about, is these guys basically become a different version of a eunuch in that they've so turned down their own sex drive for so long, by the time they're 30, 35, 40 years old, when they finally get married, they just don't have much of a sex drive anymore. They've, in fact, become, you know, <laughs> almost a version of a eunuch. They can still have sex, but I've talked to these girls that say, man, I just, just, got, just about got to rape him. Yeah. And we did everything right, and we raped. We we're both virgins and stuff. I said, well, how long, old were you got married? Well, I was 35, he was 37. Yeah. Just turned well, it that's, off. Well, that's what, you know, you've been saying all the, you're a virgin, virgin at 37 years old, especially as a man. You're a man who's been saying no to your sex drive and just tapping that down for all these years, and then suddenly you expect it to turn back on. It's not going to turn back on. So I think that's another negative impact. I think we should be encouraging people. You don't have to do it, but I'm just saying we should be encouraging people to marry young when they got all this healthy energy to go, and they'll avoid uh, the sexual sin, they'll avoid the pornography problems, and they'll certainly avoid turning into modern-day eunuchs because they've been uh, uh, tapping down their own sex drive for so long. I just think this abstinent message of don't have sex but wait as long as possible to get married from a Christian worldview is absurd it is very destructive. It is not healthy. So that's why you don't hear me just say, well, he must be getting it somewhere else because that's not always true. It might be, but out of all of those things you just discussed, that's probably the smallest 
I think the biggest problem think, is the porn. Yeah. To be honest with yeah. you. When a guy's not interested in having sex with you, he's probably looking at porn. Overwhelmingly, that's what we find. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be that if that was going on, it's because he was having sex with somebody else. But now, because of porn, you don't have to have sex with you. You can have virtual right. sex. So we have kind of a new problem. So, but then there are the physical problems and the depression problems and this, this problem I just mentioned. So anyway, yeah. Okay. Next email. This is a guy writing. He wants to know, what is your opinion of saving your first kiss for your marriage? Is waiting until marriage to have your first kiss a good ideal to have? Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, pretty strict. <laughs> Some people really advocate that. I don't have a problem with it. I just, you know. I don't think it's improper to kiss someone before you marry them. So just whatever you want to do. Some people make a big deal out of it. That's their thing. Our very first kiss will be at the altar. All right. I don't have a problem with it. I have no opinion, quite frankly. No opinion. <laughs> just, Knock yourself out if oh, that's what I you want oh, I've, I've been to weddings where they yeah, do that. The very first two. time you go, wow, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great thing. I just don't think. Look, I'm just trying to get people to quit fornicating for the love of God. <laughs> True. I got my own problems. I don't think I need to be pushing. Don't even kiss yes. the person. Uh, look, I'll be happy if you just quit fornicating. Goodness gracious. So. But there's people that would say, yeah, but that kissing, that leads to that, fornicating. So that, that's why you can't have that kiss that, till you stand at the altar. I get it. There's a certain amount of logic. Keep it on the lips. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll be a little spurious. That's <laughs> Obviously, if you never touch each other. You can't fornicate. Actually, if you stay in different cities until your wedding day and you meet each other for the very first time on your wedding day, you know, there's all kinds of versions of this. Uh, Arranged marriages are basically that way. There's a new show coming out too. It probably will be out by the time this airs, so I don't know what the status of it. I'm very curious. It's it's, uh, married at first sight. Mm -hmm. These people are getting together and they're arranging marriages and they meet each other for the first time at at the altar. Now, I assume I'd be interested in these weddings. I don't assume these are Christian weddings. They're not praying God's blessing over and stuff, are they? I, I don't know. It sounds like it's all very secular to me. In any any event, they are marrying the person for the very first time, first time at the altar. It looks very fascinating to me. I'm going to be curious to see what the success rate is of that. It would not surprise me if they have a higher success rate than the typical person who goes out and fornicates. Yeah. The people are saying, well, that's bizarre. You married for the very first time. Who would you? You know, I know it sounds very bizarre, particularly because it's not the family arranging it. You know, it's these psychologists yeah. and all these different people. But who says that they haven't dated and fornicated with half a dozen people already by the time they're on this show? I mean, no, but I'm it's still, guessing but, but it's still the first virgins, time. But it's still the first time with, with that person. the person. Yeah. So it's still a pretty big step. But it wouldn't surprise me if they actually have a higher success rate in keeping together than like these stupid shows, like you know these dating shows and stuff, where none of them last very long. And do any of them ever last? No. There's never been a one. That's no, not that I'm aware of. They all go by the wayside. Probably. There's probably one. There must be one. But I'm, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this has a higher success rate, because what you're learning is going is well, I'm going to learn to love this person. If that's what you're going in thinking. Except they have it all set up that you have several weeks after the marriage yeah. to figure out if you want to stay in it or if you want a divorce. Now, if they set but it everybody, up... Then, but the truth is everybody has that option. You can always divorce at any well, time. They, they just seem to make it a Who option. knows? It's a secular culture. Who knows what twisted, bizarre we- weirdness is going on? I don't know. We'll know more by the time this airs yes. and I'll be more educated by them. But yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I don't have a problem with waiting. If you want to kiss someone on your wedding day, great. I just, I don't think that needs to be the gold standard. I, I'll be happy if you just don't get naked. 
That's what I'm pushing for. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more emails right after this. Download your free Mark Gunger app today to see all of the latest from the world of Mark Gunger. Electric Rev. Check it out at jimmybratcher.com. You're watching and or listening to The Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, answering your emails. Mark Gunger along with Diane Briarly and Phil the Bearded Wonder. <laughs> okay. It so is getting long, isn't it? It is. It's like, he's more of a man. I can't, I can't, I can't grow no, a beard. No, you can't. I like a couple of whiskers here, and that's it. That's it. It's right. quite the beard. Okay, somebody else wanting your opinion. Apparently. All right, of course. Your That's why they write. Your opinion is in high demand today. Yes. Uh, I'm really curious about your opinion on swearing. I can't help it. <laughs> can't help it. Bleep out half of this show. <laughs> bleep, bleep, okay. bleep, bleep, so, so her husband gave up swearing for a long time. But he oh, does, so not about me. No, no. He oh. does work in an industry where that is what he's around all day. The swearing industry. Yes, he doesn't talk about crude things like the other guys. He just drops the four-letter words constantly. Now, right. he doesn't do it around me, but he occasionally lets it slip when he's frustrated, and I can hear him mumbling under his breath. I don't nag him about the issue. Suppose we have different upbringings, and it's just not something I'm used to. Just wondering what Mark's opinion is on swearing. I think he's talking about, like, cussing. And Yeah. Well, the biggest problem is I've obviously using God's name in vain, blaspheming. The Bible's very clear about that. You shouldn't be doing that. Short of that, then it becomes the debate about what words are appropriate and what words are not appropriate. If you look up the word cussing or swearing or whatever, it's basically saying the use of offensive words. There are words that are offensive. Now, the funny thing about that is they're not offensive to everybody. So, who's the swearing and who's the cussing police? Yeah, and that's where you get the problem. Now, there's mm-hmm. people who think anything. I mean, they, they're the cops, man. They're the cuss cops, you know. Mm-hmm. Christians, a lot of them, you know, this word, you can't say that. So, I don't know, you know. Got to watch out for the gateway swear words, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's the gateways where you're kind of swearing, but you're not swearing. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. You know, as long as you're not using God's name in vain, I pretty much don't have a problem with you. If you're using other expletives, uh, there's a few universally accepted words that everybody thinks is crude in the English language, I suppose. You shouldn't. The Bible says don't use crude language. Certainly in the sexual context, you shouldn't use it. Uh, but there's, look, there's people, if you say, oh, poop. They think that's bad. They think that's cursing. That's a gateway. That's a <laughs> So darn. Well, you say the word sucks all the time, and there are many people people who think that's a wrong bad word. Yeah, which really sucks. (laughs) So you know, I don't know. And and the different cultures are different. For example, in Australia, there's words that they use in the pulpit that we would think, "Oh my gosh, oh man, that that guy's just cussing," and you know, they don't have a problem saying it. But then I'll say some words like when I'm over there. That will just shock them like, because it's the reverse it's, in our culture. It's the cultural. Thing. I can say the word, and in this culture, nobody would raise an eyeball. But over there, it's offensive. Same thing in, in Africa. 
you know, uh, I've been known to raise a few eyebrows. <laughs> With your choice of vernacular. <laughs> well, well, speaking from the pulpit. But it's not, really to hear, it's, at least in the culture we're at, certainly in our church, it's, that's not cussing. But they think it's like, oh, that's, that's a nasty word. I go, really? Mm-hmm. You know, so it just, it just varies. So who is the cuss police? I don't know. There are a few universally accepted really bad one, like the F-bomb or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, you shouldn't be talking. And if I were you, I'd tell them to stop it. Don't do that. You know, don't be crude. Uh, by the way. Well, if he's just muttering it under his breath and he's not saying it out loud and hollering still, it. I mean, oh, F this, F that. I mean, that's... No, there's some people a, that a, a that's Christian like every third or fourth yeah, word. Yeah, I don't think you should be talking those terms. No, but no. Again... Then you get into the big debate. I mean, there's people who literally think, even the gateway, you know, like, dang it. I mean, they get as mad about that as if yeah. you blasphemed, I mean, because they're the cuss police and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Look, everybody sets their own standards in their own homes. And I think if you're the wife, you should lay down what you think is acceptable or not acceptable in the home. What I think doesn't matter. I'm always con- a little concerned <laughs> By people who write me the what do I think things about what goes on in their home. It doesn't matter what I think. It only matters what you think, really. It does. Because you two got to live with each other. He wants to make you happy. Quit saying that. And you got to really drive it home. I'm not happy. Stop it. Okay, that's all you got to do. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, maybe not. But I don't like it. That's all you ever got to say, ladies. I don't like it. Or same with guys. I don't like it. Don't do that. Don't hug that guy like that. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't care. I don't like it. Please. I'm just saying this. Your husband, I don't like don't, it. Don't say that. You should that. stop. It's called love and respect, for heaven's sake. So, uh, anyway. You know, like the F-bomb's like the biggest word, right? We go to these movies and every other word's the F-bomb. Mm-hmm. F this, F that. Well, that's effing crazy. Yeah, well, you're effing out. You're effing loving effing mine because of the effing effing. And I'm thinking, if that's the worst word you can come with, what do you use now if you get angry? <laughs> no wonder... No wonder there's there's psycho killers out there. Who lose it. They lose it because we've overused the F-bomb. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. You use it so much, the only thing you can do now, you got to kill somebody. It's like the open article. I shot my wife. Why? Because I... What could I say? I couldn't say anything. That's the problem with overusing some of these words. You got no place to go. Anyway, we'll be back, I think, after this. Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. I see <laughs> days and left as bronzed and breathless and melted into mine. I'll never forget. Michael of Michael O'Brien, check out his music at michaelo.org. You're listening in or watching the Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships just before the break. <laughs> Talking about lots of appropriate words to say or what not to say. And I made the absurd statement, of course, that, you know, the F word is overused so much. I wonder there's so many crazy people out there. They got no place to go with the frustration. Where'd you go from there? Now, as a Christian, I was not advocating using those words. I'm just trying to, it might explain why there's so many crazy heathens out there. I mean, seriously, if you're using all those kind of expletives, and, and they do. Yeah. And today, it's everyday language, blah, 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 And then you get mad. Now, what do they do? I think it actually. There's nowhere to go. Except to the gun. I think there's a theory. (laughs) 
the only way you can go is the violence. Because what else can you do to express yourself now? It used to. If you get really mad, you could find it. Oh, fucker! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And everybody, whoa! You know, wow, that was something. Because no, oh, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Because you know, I was so mad. Okay. Well, now they they cuss so much today in our culture. Know. You know, there's, there's nowhere to go except grab a gun and shoot somebody. Anyway, Phil. A rather absurd train of thought, actually. It <laughs> is very twisted. Why there's <laughs> why there's serial killers? The overuse of the curse words. They got nowhere else to go because they use it like bacon. They <laughs> bacon <laughs> makes everything better. It does. I don't know about swear words, but bacon sure does. Well, you Love know, bacon. obviously we're talking about being around non-Christians. They do cuss a lot, but I mean they cuss now at a level that I've never heard. No, everything. You get, they're in a good mood and they're letting it fly. Oh, yeah, I know. It's just the way they the tack on blank are you? Well, it's a pretty blank, blank day. Yeah, well, blank and blank you. Hey, well, blank and blank. Well, blank and blank. And there's a constant, and they're yeah. in a good mood. Yeah. And there's no anger, no, nothing uh, behind uh, so it. So my point is, when they get yeah. angry, where do you where go? Do you go? <laughs> where do you, you go? You got nothing. And I think it creates serial killers. <laughs> Quit cussing so much. All right. Interesting theory. <laughs> There's a few interesting theories on this show. I'll tell you, I look like a dork. You d- take the tie I, off. No, and just put the shirt no, on. No, it's too late. This show's shot. Because I'm working this dork ball tie. I look like an insurance salesman. I think it looks good. Insurance salesmen all over the country who are listening are very offended at you right now. You look like a preacher. That's all. No, I need more color to be a preacher. <laughs> what? A little more. Pizzazz. Don't I don't, wear I don't that know. On a Sunday? I look, huh? You've just you've worn that. I on a know. Sunday. I do. I look like you know. I just it's awfully conservative looking. He dresses normal and he thinks he looks like a dork. All right. What do you got? Okay. She says, "I was curious on the subject of transparency when it comes to a spouse leaving the house. Uh-huh. Should they disclose where they are going and what they are doing? My husband does not always do this. Okay. Now wait a minute. Should they disclose where they go? Who's married and then just takes off? Oh, it happens. No, but do you just take off? You don't tell anybody where you're going? No, I do not. Do you take off and just... <laughs> no. Just, just walk out the door and go... No. Well, what are they talking about? Disclose? What do you mean? Disclose? Like you just leave? You know, you the president leave? of the United States needs to do some disclosing <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what are you doing? There, well, they, I, there are people who just, they're gone. They're just gone. Where'd he go? Come up. Where the heck are you? Where'd you go? I left. Why didn't you tell me? I don't feel like I have to disclose that. What does it sound like attorneys? Well, sometimes. I thought I look like an attorney today. Th- you that's must disclose. What you look like the attorney. But okay. there are people who go and say, like, I'm leaving in something that should be a 15-minute errand, and they come back six hours later, and it's like, where the heck were you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd get chewed out. Yeah, I, you know, so I don't know if that's well, what she's talking about or well, if she just takes off. I don't say, well, I'm not obligated to disclose where I go. Are you kidding me? She'd knock my hand off. <laughs> I don't got to tell you where I'm going, woman. What, does, what do these people think marriage is? I got news for you. You got to pretty much disclose everything. <laughs> where are you well, going? What are you doing? What time? She was curious, so she did some investigating about this. And she found, this is what she found. One source, this was a Christian author, she says, mentions that that you should have radical honesty and that the spouse should tell you everything, their thoughts, their feelings, their daily activities. Now listen to me. This is destructive. This is why there's so many divorces. 
this idea of being honest with how you feel. Mm-hmm. Always tell. The reason my wife and I are still married is we're not honest with our feelings. I don't tell her everything I think. There are moments. I know it's hard to imagine. There are moments when I'm not thinking the nicest thought towards her because she's really ticking me off. I've learned, you know, I think I'll hold that thought. <laughs> zip it. I think I'll just mm, zip it and not start World War III, right? Mm-hmm. Now, these idiots would say, radical oh. honesty. You should always say, really? You walk up to someone and say, man, you're fat. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Boy, are you fat. It. Man, you're really fat. Actually, you're so skinny now. She's on this chemo thing. I told her, after you get off the chemo, you need I'll to get on the, on the Mark Gunger diet. Gain it all back. <laughs> and we'll, <laughs> and we'll, they always have these diet crazes. Yeah. I need to be the reverse diet. Because mm-hmm. everybody's trying to get people to lose weight. Yeah. If you're skinny like her, and now you're done with chemo, <laughs> buy the Mark Gunger diet. I will fatten you up. I don't think it'll take me long to find that weight again, honestly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. So, I think, anyway. too, if you were to always ask... If a wife always goes to the man as well, always asking him what he feels, one, he probably doesn't feel very much of anything until true. she keeps yeah. asking him, and then when he finally does feel something, now it's negative yeah. because yeah. you've just nagged yeah. me to that point. Yeah, I feel like you're irritating. That's what I feel. I feel irritated. You've driven me yeah. crazy. What do you feel? What do you think? Yeah, do you, you want to hear think? that? What do you feel? That, 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 that idea of, of this radical honesty is purely stupid. They say that this type of honesty and openness will guard against an affair. That was No, what... that will help destroy your marriage. That would destroy any relationship. Can you imagine being radically honest with your boss? <laughs> well, for you. <laughs> no, believe it or not, there are things I keep inside. Shut up, woman! I do not say to you... <laughs> Cry, what was there are thoughts that I have that you don't want me to share. Pack witch for heaven's sakes! <laughs> but seriously, if you're working for your boss and you think he's a moron, <laughs> because shut up, <laughs> you don't come up to him and say, "Man, you're a moron." Well, some people do, but you don't generally say you're a moron. Those are the things I keep. <laughs> shut up, <laughs> because you'd get fired. You'd get fired. Or if if you're working with coworkers and say, "Man." Well, you smell. You smell bad today. In fact, you smell bad all the time. Do you ever take a shower? Because, man, you, got, you just reek. What, brutal, honestly, like that will destroy yeah. relationships. Any kind of relationships. Husbands, wives, friends, co-workers, church. Everything. Coming to people in church and saying, man, that's, you know, that, Diana, I haven't seen, that, that's the ugliest dress I've ever seen you wear. <laughs> Man, that's, that's you normally just, look really nice. You normally like, look nice. nice. What happened to you today? But man, you're wow. You, you guys having financial problems? Because that really looks bad. You know. In all but, honesty, I would want you to tell me if I. For a show, it's like no. You need to not wear that today, Diane. I really need uh, you to tell me. <laughs> well, from friends, but you wouldn't yeah. want that from people you don't know. No. Well, that's honesty. No. Radical honesty. No. Goodness gracious. So I think that's terrible. That's stupid. Sharing all your thoughts and stuff. Having said that, I think you should be honest about where you go Don't and what you're, you're doing. doing. Now, he, the idea of being honest with your thoughts is insane. Here's the flip side. She found another source, a non-Christian source, that was posted in an article that said signs of how you could tell you are in a manipulative and controlling relationship. And it mentions that if your partner is excessively jealous or possessive, and if they're constantly nagging you about where you are and what you're doing, and your partner is interrogating you, uh, when you happen to go out for... Nah, they're reasons. idiots, too, because that's the other extreme. Well, I mean, you're at one end and all the way to the other. I mean, it's very... You know, you're extreme. controlling. No. 
I just want to know where Accountability. You're... Well, you're jealous. Yes. Yes, there's a good thing called jealousy. The Bible says God is jealous. You know what? The good version of jealousy is intolerant of unfaithfulness. Yeah. We're supposed to be jealous. And We're you supposed know, to be intolerant of unfaithfulness. So there's a degree... Now, there's crazy psycho jealousy, you know, where you just... You shook that man's hand. You want to have an affair with him. You know, really, you know, they're, they're a little nuts. They need help. <laughs> but being intolerant of unfaithfulness. Look, in my this shows about what I think. You want to know what I think? Yeah. You got to tell your spouse where you're going, where you're at. If you're going to be late, you need to call. You need to communicate. And in this day and age, there is no excuse for not communicating because you got text. You took... You can communicate with, I can be on the other side of the there's world. There's absolutely no and excuse. There's no excuse. I'm going to be late. This and this is idea that you get to just walk out and your husband just gets to talk out, just take off and not disclose where he's going is insane. If you toler- tolerate that, you're a little nuts. If you tolerate that, anybody who tolerates that needs a swirly. This is a group swirly. All right, waking out of your delusions. We'll take a break and be back with more emails right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit laughyourway.com for upcoming dates and locations. your emails about love, marriage, and relationships. What do you got there, actually, sunshine? I actually think this is a guy emailing. He says, I was There's wondering... No sunshine when she's gone. Voice like an angel. <laughs> that was wonderful. Lovely serenade. I know, 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 I know. All right. Okay. He's wondering... Why so many men? Do you have to report that? Do we have to pay royalties on that? <laughs> when I sing it, yeah. There's no sunshine when, when he's, he's gone. butchered it. All right. Okay, I'll start over again. Yes. He, he is wondering why so many men, including pastors, keep dirty com- pastors, including pastors, keep complaining. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about? We don't even listen to her. What? Tell me. Who's it? All done. <laughs> oh wait, sit down, woman. Monty. Yeah, your son. Yeah, she's yeah. playing a video game. And I didn't, you know, they're shooting and stuff like that. So I thought that's why the game was rated like it was. But one of the, you know, you're fighting with these other army guys. And I don't, you know, someone called someone a name that sounded like pastor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's what he thought that they said. Pastor. Yeah, yeah, my pastor, I'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and mute that now. But they actually said the B word. <laughs> yeah. But he yes. they said bastard. Which is actually in the Bible. Mm-hmm. The word is bastard. Mm-hmm. It says if, if God never disciplines you, you're not a child of God. You're a bastard is what the Bible says. So it's not a dirty word. It's certainly used in usually a dirty, insulting context. Okay. So Speaking of cuss words. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure in that it wasn't a positive context. It was a nasty. So he hears him, you dirty bean. He goes, yes, I'm a pastor. <laughs> yeah, I'll get him. <laughs> That's awesome. Y'all just demonstrated I have no control over this show. Even though they tell me that I do a good job reining it in, you uh, just demonstrated. Of the year. You are the producer I of the year. I have no control. Y'all get an award okay. someday. He was, yeah, right. He's wondering why so many men, including pastors, yes. keep complaining and making rude jokes about their in-laws, especially the mother-in-law. So why so many mother-in-law jokes from men and pastors? <laughs> Stupid pastor. Stupid pastors. 
People have thought you've said that before. I know. That's what that's, I'm thinking in my mind. I, you know, I don't know. How, you know, this might be one of these shows. No Christian station will play because we put the B word in there. But I've actually had people come up to me and say, "Well, why, why, why did you call yourself a bastard?" I said, "Excuse me." You said you were a bastard. I said, "Why would I say in front of everybody? Hi, everybody. I'm a bastard." That's what you said. I said that. I said, "Pastor." That's not what it sounded like to me. <laughs> like, seriously, so I've gotten. You have no I mean, idea. Yeah, I know. How many... <laughs> so you have to enunciate you very clearly. Well, I, you know, in our church here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, we're in a predominantly Catholic area. Eighty percent of the people that come to our church are probably former Catholics. Mm-hmm. They don't use the word pastor very often. They yeah. don't because they're priests and their fathers and stuff like that. And I think they're not used to hearing the word pastor. So when in the middle of a sermon, I refer to myself as some kind of a pastor. I think. He just called himself a bastard. Why did he do that? And it's like, ah. But he's the lead pastor. <laughs> he's the head pastor. There's lots of pastors he's here. He's the senior pastor. I'm the lead pastor. pastor. There's different kind of. <laughs> and he fits them all. I was like, I, I just, I'm not exaggerating, folks. I'm not trying no, to be crude. I'm just saying this true. is actually true. It's your music the, pastor, <laughs> your children's pastor. They're not used to the word. And right. they actually think that I'm saying the B word. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. All right, so why do people make jokes about in-laws? Because it's funny. That's why. It's a tense situation. One of the best ways to deal with tense situations is humor. It's why I use a humor a lot on this show. On most of what I talk about, because they're tense subjects. The reason I, the reason why I can do what I do, and I can go to church and talk about marriage and sex and everything else, the reason almost everybody accepts it is because I'm funny. Mm-hmm. That's why. If I stayed serious and went around looking like this. <laughs> and saying what you say Looking like an insurance humor, salesman all the time. And they'd throw trying you to be out. a serious man. Oh, God, praise God. And I start talking about sex. Now it's inappropriate. Because you can't make people, because it's tense and it's uncomfortable, I use humor to break the tension so we can talk about some of these uncomfortable subjects. That's why people do the jokes about in-laws. That's no big deal. That's why. No, they say I, they're mocking them. Oh, good grief. <laughs> You're mocking. Some, some people have no It's like there's sense of humor. humor was surgically I, I tell in-law, mother-in-law jokes, and I don't have a problem with my I've never had a problem with my mother-in-law, ever. She's never been intrusive. And if anything, she's been extreme to the other side. So, why would I tell a mother-in-law joke? They're funny. They're funny. That's why. Because everybody gets it. Yeah, everybody gets it. They understand the normal tension that's there. It's a way of relieving. It's the whole thing that makes everybody loves Raymond so funny with Marie and the mother-in-law and all of... I mean, it's hilarious. That's a big part of the show. it's one of the greatest shows of all time. I'm telling you, they nailed my mother. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I am watching Marie Barone. (laughs) And she does something really controlling and obnoxious, and I just howl. Yeah. That's my mother! God bless her. She's not with us anymore. But oh, I told her that one time. She didn't like it. No. <laughs> but it just nails, you know, the mother. Anyway, perfect. All right. Uh, we'll take our final segment coming up here right after this. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. Till I up and move to the place where I came from. We are back on the Mark Dunger Show talking about love, marriage, and relationships. 
What do you have for us now? Okay, her question is, do I stay or go? My husband has been with over 30 different women in our 12 years of married life. <laughs> I've always been here for Whoa. him. I don't know if I should be disgusted or impressed. But holy cow, thir- I'm disgusted. But mm-hmm. I mean, how do you pull that off? While he's married in 12 years, been with 30 different women. Mm-hmm. Like sexually with them? Apparently. That's better than two a year. Wow. Apparently. She says, I've always been here for him, but I'm tired of being hurt. He says he stopped, but I don't know. We have four beautiful kids, and it feels like that's the only reason I'm here. Do I stay or do I need to leave? Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay? Should I, go I think the answer is she should have gone a long time yeah, ago. Like, I mean, like what? after number two, <laughs> who does that? Seriously, look, I'm sure you're a sweet lady, and I appreciate you writing to the show and listening and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and as serious as I can be, and as nicely as I can say this, you have a problem. I mean, obviously your husband has a problem, but sir, you have a problem. If you're with a man who has been unfaithful to you for 30 times over a 12-year period and you're still not sure what you should do about this, unless, I mean, how do you even wind up having four kids with a guy like this? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a serious statement about her. She clearly, you, you, there's women who, they just allow themselves to be abused. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't, she probably has self-esteem issues. I mean, I don't know. I think it's 30. nice. 30. I mean, after a handful, don't you Well, how do you get do four children? Unless he had 30 it? in the last year. I mean, he's been doing this the whole time. Right. And, and she's known about this, and she keeps saying, okay, okay, okay. So he basically insults you and abuses you emotionally and... You know, how you haven't gotten sexual diseases from other women that gets transferred to you. I mean, this is like, wow. Why you are con- you, why you're even still here, why you're even asking this question. You're not going to get the answer from a guy like me on a show like this. Honestly, you need to talk to a counselor. If you haven't gone talk to a pastor or a counselor in the last 12 years, married to a man who's cheated on you 30 different times, you've got a problem, sweetheart. You have a problem. You need to go get some help and you need to confront this. In the strongest of terms. And uh, this show, quite frankly, is not the forum for something like this. Not I mean, that. we're talking, you know, we have smart Alec comments about almost everything and anything on this show. But this is, that's really serious. Yeah. You, you both, he's got some serious problems. You have some serious problems for tolerating a guy like him in your life for 12 years or something really, really need wrong. serious help. Yeah. And you can't get it from me. So all the best for you. God help you. But you need to take this seriously. You, you should no, no woman should be, after the 30th affair, asking herself, gee, should I stay or should I go? I mean, that's, there's, there's a problem there you need to deal with. All right. Okay, I think we can squeeze this one. An interesting question, uh, woman's writing. I've been acting on stage my whole life. I was recently cast in a role where I am to kiss another man. It's just a light kiss on the lips. My husband was furious stating, as a Christian woman, I shouldn't kiss another man. Is acting the exception, or should I never accept a role where with a male where we may kiss? Here again, these are the questions that people send us, you know, what's okay in the marriage? 
what does the Bible say they'll often ask in the marriage? Mm-hmm. What is, you know, and a lot of times there, there are no answers. All that matters is what you guys are comfortable with. That's all that matters. Would I have a problem if my wife was an actress, that's what she did for a living, mm-hmm. and just gave a quick to a guy on the lips? I don't think so. I, you know, especially if she's making a lot of money. <laughs> You know, I mean, I wouldn't want to do a love scene with some guy. Like I mean, a nude love scene or something. You know, something. I mean, everybody's like, got their different li- lines, or I wouldn't want to even make it out with some guy. Mm-hmm. But we're talking literally a kind mm-hmm. of thing. I wouldn't have a problem. But it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what your friends think, sweetheart. It doesn't matter really what your pastor thinks. It doesn't matter. All that matters is what he thinks. You're married to him. If he's saying, look, this really upsets me. I don't want you being in scenes where you're kissing another man. That's all you got to know. You don't do it. It's called love. It's called respect. The same thing, you know, here's the case of the woman's mm-hmm. doing it. I yell all the time at guys, you know. Guys, oh, I should, there's nothing wrong if I do something. Look, if your wife doesn't like it, you need to stop. Or you need to go find a counselor, a third party to work it through if you think it's that big of a deal. But all you generally need to know, people, is if your spouse is upset or offended by something you're doing, you to go, well, there's nothing wrong with it. You're being a moron and you're not acting in love. Well, what does the Bible say? Well, the Bible doesn't say a lot about a lot of things. It doesn't matter. All that matters is what your spouse thinks. Generally speaking, if not, go see a pastor. All right? We'll see you. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle.